This episode contains mentions of blood, death, gore, abuse, and we tackle a lot of heavy subjects, so listening, listener discretion is advised. Please, if you know you are sensitive to these topics, if you know you're going to feel unwell, skip the in-depth part of this episode. I will tell you when it's coming up, so just do that um, if you know of yourself. You need to. Enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, uh, welcome to the first episode of Just Another Bigger Podcast. My name is Silke and today I'll be talking about Carrie by Stephen King. The book is about a social outcast um, who had a extremely an extremely religious upbringing and at 17 she discovers she has these supernatural powers and she's been bullied all her life and then she has enough she's had enough of all the bullying and with those powers she discovered she now is going to take revenge and it isn't pretty <laughs> it's not something you'd like <laughs> it it's a horror novel so it's really yeah read at your own risk because it's heavy. Um, so yeah, I have to put a trigger warning here. Um, so we're going to talk about. I'm going to talk about heavy bullying, about abuse, about death, about gore. You really, if if you're triggered by things like death, gore, abuse, then it's better to just stop here. Um, and don't listen any further and then I'd advise not to read the book because it's it's really heavy material sometimes um, I mean, you wouldn't want to be the person living through that but unfortunately it happens in real life it has happened and it's not something you'd wish upon anyone, I think. So um, now I'm going to put a spoiler warning. Um, I'm going to go really in-depth on the book. I have three pages full of... Basically, I've read the book, I've taken notes, and now I'm going to tell you the story of the book through these notes. Um, so there are going to be spoilers, really. If you don't want to hear the spoilers, you just... Um, I'll, I'll go back 
while I'm editing and I'm going to tell you um, how much you have to skip in order not to get spoiled. Not, not, not to have spoilers. <laughs> so, skip 46 minutes ahead now. The book is divided in three parts. Uh, and I haven't written down what the first part is named. I don't know it in English, so I'm sorry. So basically, um, now I'm going to tell you what happens in the first part. Um, so the first thing you read is actually a newspaper message about stones. I, th I think it were stones or like these or hail or something really. But I think it were stones. Uh, I've written down stones. The newspaper article about stones that just fell out of the sky someday and they only hit the property of one family and that's the Whites. So that's the family of the main character, Carrie, and her mother, Margaret, and their f her father, Ralph, but I think he already died when that happened. I'm not sure. It's like background character. <laughs> um, and then we go to the present. Um, the book is set, I think, I think the book is set in 1970s or something. Um, so not really present now, but then. So the present of the book, we go, we go there. Um, and there is an incident in the showers at the high school, so they just had gym, um, just had gym class PE, and the girls are showering. One of them is Carrie, and uh, she has her period for the first time, but she doesn't know what's happening, so she panics, and... Most of the other girls, they've, they've always bullied her because, she because she's different and they start attacking her with like these tampons and these spirit pads and all. And the gym teacher, Mrs. Desjardin, comes in and she stops it and then she brings Carrie to the principal's office and they decide that that is best if Carrie goes home. So the, there's this flashback and from Carrie's point of view and it really shows her mother's strict religious beliefs. And while Carrie is walking home, there's this small kid that's annoying her and she's just getting very annoyed and worked up because of everything that happened that day already and suddenly uh, because of her powers um, she makes the kids fall off his bike and then he runs away because he's scared and he doesn't know what happened um, and then we 
suddenly the book is very strange. The, the, um, you have actually you have the story and then you have newspaper articles, you have interviews, you have um, what is about, what are supposed to be like be extra ex, I don't know how you say it excerpts. Um, so pieces from books that are just put in this book and like so that's what happens and now uh, the first time this happens is, is right after the part of the kid falling off his bike and all um, we get a part of the interview with Estelle Horn who used to be um, Carrie's neighbor um, when she was a toddler and that's again uh, she's talking about that stone ring that happened um, of which we saw the article in the beginning of the book um, then Carrie is alone at home so she arrives at home, she's alone there because her mother is still at work and we kind of get an idea of how the living room looks and there are a lot of religiously themed paintings and sculptures and, and all in the room. And then Carrie, um, she goes to the bathroom, she for some reason she breaks a mirror and she's very sorry bit she's a bit confused about how she did it and then we switch to another character um sue um with with one of Carrie's classmates and she's one of the really pop popular people of their year and um, she tells her boyfriend Tommy um, what happened in the shower room and all and she feels guilty and she asks him she asks him what she should do and eventually she gets the idea to make Tommy ask Carrie to prom because they're seniors and they have prom and Carrie soon knows that Carrie has had a crush on Tommy for for a long time and she kind of wants to make up for what she did in in the shower room for her part in that Then we go back to Carrie, um, she's sewing a dress and she's thinking and then um, that, that's later that evening and we get the flashback to when the mother Margaret came home and she basically abused Carrie and she 
daughter she had sinned because she had a period and all that stuff. Um, and then she locked Carrie in a closet, which apparently happens more. Um, if if you see yeah, that from what we get in the book, it seems as if that happens more often than that one time. Then we get another excerpt of what is supposed to be a scientific book about what happens with Carrie and her powers. It's called A Shadow Exploded. And the excerpt is about Margaret, the, so Carrie's mother's past. Yeah, and so and how her religious views were and her, her relationship with her own parents. Um, and I don't think Carrie ever um, met her grandparents, but I'm not sure, I don't think so. Because the relationship between Margaret and her parents wasn't that good. If you look at this excerpt. The next day at school, the gym teacher, Miss Desjardin, she um, confronts the girls that um, that were involved in the incident from the day before in the shower room and um, she gives them detention. And one of those girls, uh, Chris Harkinson, she, she doesn't agree with the punishment because she doesn't think she has done anything wrong. Then Chris's father, Mr. I think it's John Harvest, and then I'm not sure what the first name is, but I think it was John. So Mr. Harvison, he visited the principal, he's going to complain about the um, punishments because that Mr. Jordan gave Chris because he also thinks Chris hasn't done anything wrong, then the principal um, show some proof of things Chris has done um, that weren't yeah things that weren't really okay to do um, if I'm putting this lightly Chris's father who's a lawyer he threatens to sue the school and, char and charge the um, gym teacher with uh, physical and emotional abuse or something um, of Chris and then the principal says that they can actually do the same um, they can press the same charges um, considering Carrie because that's basically what Chris and the group did to Carrie and then um, Mr. Harkinson decides to drop the charges, so nothing's going to happen there. And then later, um, Chris and her kind of boyfriend, Billy, um, they run into Sue at the local bar-ish 
thing. They, they live in a really small town called Chamberlain in Maine, maybe. Yeah. But it's not the real-life Chamberlain. But if you want to know that, that's, there's... People online have explained that and I can't do that. So, um, Chris and Billy run into Sue. And Chris exclaims her, um, her disagreement with uh, the fact that Sue and many of the other girls did go to the, the detention. And Chris also exclaims the hate that she feels towards Carrie and she says that she is going to crash the prom. Now we skip to May 17th. Um, it's really explicitly set in the book, so... I've said it here too, May 17th. Um, Carrie is practicing with her newfound powers. And then later, um, Sue wants Tommy to ask Carrie out. Wait, so er earlier, Tommy asked Sue to prom, I think, and now Sue wants Tommy to ask Carrie out. To prom. So, mistake, um, my mistake from earlier. So, Tommy disagrees at first, but then eventually he gives in and he asks Carrie to prom and she says yes after he really insists and he says that he isn't going to go to his class unless she answers. So she gives in and they agree how they're going to do. So when he's going to pick her up and that stuff. And then again, next part is Carrie practicing with her powers again. With another flashback to when those stones um, fell out of the sky, hits the house and the property of the whites, and what actually happens between Carrie and her mother to make that happen. And she tells her mother that she's going to prom, but of course, the mother really disagrees because she thinks it's going. That's going to make sure that Carrie commits a sin. Again, the mother has extreme religious beliefs. It really doesn't make sense to me what happened here, but I think a part of that may have been um, the intention of the author. But I'm Again, I'm not sure, that's just my theory. And then um, we get a short conversation between the principal and one of the people helping him. I'm not sure how it's called in English again. I'm sorry, not, nat not a native. Um, I just don't know some of those terms. 
So the principal suspects he just has this gut feeling that there's going something's going to happen at prom and it's going to end badly. And Sue suspects that Chris is going to be the one with this this. So those are two different parts and both characters actually have the feeling that there's going to happen something some, that something's going to happen at prom and that it's going to end badly and then Sue actually um, suspects Chris Chris Harkinson is going to be the one who um, is going to be the one who's behind whatever's going to happen. <laughs> And then um, this first part ends with uh, Billy, so Chris's boyfriend and some of his friends who are going to a farm. There's pigs there and they, and this is really messed up, they kill two pigs and I'm really trying not to show up when I'm saying this. I really love animals. I have no idea why someone would do this. It's so messed up, but... <laughs> so they do that, and it's purely for two buckets of blood, and it's... No. No. I'm going to take a break here. Really trying not to trouble. Okay, um, I, I had to take a break for a while. I, I was really feeling nauseous, I'm sorry. I just really, it's really hard for me to talk about like animal abuse and so, but it's Halloween, it's Halloween episode, I had, I really had to take a horror novel, so that's what's happening right now. So that was the first part, now we're going to, now I'm going to tell about the second part, so it's, it's still the same book, just part one, two, and three. So part two, that's mainly about the prom and what happened there. So I've, I really, I've, there's a lot of stuff in the book is not mentioned. I, I don't mention everything, just because there's a lot of those interviews and those excerpts and it's confusing to me, it really confuses me sometimes and I just don't put them in here also just because I don't want to tell you everything this is just the plot kind of <laughs> this is the first episode so I'm probably going to evolve on this and it's going to be different the further we go into the podcast. So, part two. Um, we first see Carrie trying on her dress. Um, she She's made the dress she's going to wear to prom herself. She's She has... Um, earlier in the book, we had an excerpt. We had a mention of Carrie... Of her buying the material, the materials she needed for the dress, 
and now it's finished and she's trying it on for the first time. So this is the night of the prom already. So that the day of yeah, the day of the prom already. So that evening, um Tommy is a bit late. Um, we never get an explanation why he's late, but he's late and Carrie is getting more and more worried as time goes by. But eventually he shows up and he and then they drive to prom. They they arrive there and they go in. We now we switch to Chris and Billy. Um, and they are also on their way to school, so to the prom, and those two buckets of blood from um, earlier on, they um, those are hanging above the um, above the stage, and Chris had already um, made plans with other people. So, um, to make sure that Carrie and Tommy were going to be the prom king and queen. Which is a concept that I'm still not really getting. I don't get it, just um, also because we don't have it in my school, in our school system. We don't have proms. So I have no idea what it's supposed to be, or what it's supposed to be like. Um, so, yeah. This is a very strange concept to me. Um, so yeah. Anyways, um, Chris has made sure that Carrie and Tommy will be the ones um, on stage. Will and yeah, and Billy has already placed the box and all and those things. So when. Um, So, and they actually plan to, to when uh, Carrie and Tommy are on stage, then they're going to pull the string on the buckets and the blood's going to, um, yeah, just fall over them, kind of. Um, and then we get to another character, the mother, Carrie's mother, Margaret. Um, and we find out she's making a plan to kill Carrie, so she's going to murder her, her own child. I really didn't realize how strange all of this really was until I I'm reading until now because I mean while I'm I was reading the book I already found it strange it's it is strange but now it just seems so yeah so much weirder than I already thought it was I just really like I made a list of everything like happened of most of things that ha most of the things that happened it's strange but again it's a book it's fiction so um 
Now we go back to Carrie and Tommy at prom. Miss um, Dash Jordan, the gym teacher, she comes to Carrie. She compliments her on her dress and she basically wants to apologize to Carrie, but she, she can't really say it out loud. But that's the impression that we get. And then uh, at um, a quarter past nine in the evening, um, Sue is at home. So we're going to we switch POVs, switch perspective, and we're at Sue's. And she's alone at home because her parents have gone out or something, I'm not sure. Um, and for some reason she's thinking about Carrie. Um, she just hopes that Carrie's having a great night and that she's enjoying herself, but she also has this feeling of dread, as if something is going to happen. Again, um, this is not the first time. And then, um, 15 minutes later, at half past nine, um, Chris and Billy have arrived at school and they go to the place where the buckets are, where the strings attached to the buckets are and they're going to wait until Tommy and Carrie appear on the stage. And then it's the election, the, the prom king and queen election and First, there's a tie between Carrie and Tommy and another couple that I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure about what couple it was, but there's a tie, and people have to vote again, and then eventually, um, Tommy and Carrie end up um, winning, and be because. There's, they have one vote extra, and that's because Tommy had voted on them. So otherwise, they would have, have, they would have had to vote again, I think. But Tommy and Carrie won, and they go on stage. And the band is kind of starting to play, and that's the moment that Chris actually pulls the strings for the buckets. And then we get multiple perspectives, multiple people actually kind of in interviews and testimonies, just in like a story. They tell um, how they um, how they've seen that happening. So we get different perspectives of how Carrie and Tommy kind of get covered in the blood. I'm going to put another trigger warning 
in the beginning, in the very beginning of the episode, I've already done one before this part, but again, I'm going to put another one just to be sure. So we get different perspectives of that happening, including carries, but that's for later. Um, so we get different perspectives of that. Then we switch to Sue and she sees an explosion happening and we, fi we find out that it's the gas tanks of the school. So the school's on fire and those people at prom, they're still there. But more about that later. Now we're going back and forth a lot and Eventually we're going to get Scary's perspective on everything that happens from the moment um, she gets covered with the blood to, yeah, to, to when she arrives at home. So that's for later. So yeah, we get Sue um, who sees the tank, the oil tanks of the school explode. Um, from her house, so there's a lot, there's a big cloud and big fire um, from the school, and she decides to drive. So she, I think one of her parents' cars are still in the parking lot or something, and she decides to drive to school to see if she can help or what's going on. Then we get a testimony of Norma Watson. She's one of um, Carrie's classmates. And she also tells um, what happens. Yeah, what, what happens after Carrie and Tommy got covered with blood. So initially, they everyone like. They're shocked and then suddenly they start laughing. I think that's just a reaction to the shock or something. Uh, and Tommy gets hit by one of the buckets and he kind of dies and he 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 loses consciousness and eventually he dies but he doesn't feel anything because he's unconscious. And um also, um, Norma describes that she then eventually she was panicking and she um, escaped through the back door of the um, yeah, the large gym hall where the, where the prom was held. So she escapes and because of that she's still alive because most people there died. Then uh, Sue is, so we're switch back to Sue, and she's on her way to the on her way to school, and we see that there's a lot of it's a, it's a bit of a chaos in town in town, so a lot of people have seen the explosion, they're panicking. They, some don't really know what's going on. 
and yeah that's happening there and then we can then you can read a transcript of an interview um, with someone who was um, in the same place as Sue and um, because Sue's car kind of crashed and then she started walking and there was someone um, on the streets um, with her at that moment and there was gasoline on the street and there, and someone else um, that they known nothing specifically um, someone else drives by I think drives or runs by and he kind of that person has a cigarette and he's going to I, I think it was man I'm not sure so the cigarette is going to land in the gasoline that's on the road and that's going to cause an explosion or a fire or <laughs> yeah so it's, it's going to ignite and that other person on the streets um, kind of shouts at the person with the cigarette that no, that it shouldn't be throwing the cigarette away since there's gas on the road. Um, and then we get Carrie's um, perspective, Carrie's, yeah, Carrie's point of view of how everything happens from um, being in front of the entire group, getting drains in yeah, just getting soaked in the blood and then escaping um going out of school then then coming back trapping everyone in the in the gym hall and she causes a lot of um electrocutions because there's some bands playing there's some bands playing in um, and the, their equip equipment is still there and Carrie um, makes the sprinklers go off and so that um, equipment is still plugged in and that causes the electricity to go in the water and Everyone who's hit by that gets electrocuted and basically gets toasted and dies. And then um, Carrie leaves school um, and the gas tank explodes. So that's what Sue already saw happening. So this is back in time a bit. So the gas tank explodes and Carrie um, makes sure that the um, those red tank things, uh, I have no idea what it's called, so those 
um, when when you have like the um, fireworkers, that if you're going to extinguish the fire, there's like these red things in the street where fire trucks can like gather water. So Carrie makes those things that I don't know the name of. Um, <laughs> She makes sure that those don't function anymore, so every fire she starts can't be stopped immediately until there's people of other um, towns that come help, which eventually happens. Um, but that's later. Um, then we get an interview with the sher the sheriff of the town um, called Otis Doyle and he gives a report on what he was doing um, when all of that was happening and um, he says that he ran into Sue um, and she was really in shock. So um, eventually he leaves Sue behind. I'm not sure how or why or where. Um, but that, that's after she's calmed down a bit because she was a bit hysterical. Yeah, because of everything that happened and... Yeah, I mean, somehow she knew Carrie was behind it, but that's because of Carrie's, um, like, psychic powers. Again, she has telekinetic powers, she has psychic powers, and she can kind of a little bit control fire when you... Yeah, with the explosion and all, I'm not sure. Um, and then after that, uh, the sheriff also has a run-in with, like, the with one of the students again that was at prom and that got out but he's already really in shock and he really isn't making any sense and sheriff has a run-in with the, that student and then just the, there isn't really any extra notes to that so just has a run in and then that's it. And then we get a testimony of someone else. Um, one of the adults, kind of um, the parents of one of the people at prom. And she and a neighbor, they go out on the streets and yeah, the, it's. It really is just, it's just a chaos there. So there's um, those electricity wires on the streets and yeah, these are, there's a lot of, and like the voltage, I think a lot of electricity in them. So you also get electrocuted if you, yeah, if you touch those and those are on the roads there and they haven't like 
die that or something. <laughs> I'm not sure how you say it. So yeah, there's still a risk and the all the there are a lot of people on the streets and they all try to um get out to yeah. They they really everyone is just panicking. And in, in a lot of those people accidentally step on those wires and yeah, they also get electrocuted so that's something that comes back. Um, and that happens. Um, yeah, and the next thing that happens is actually Carrie, she comes home, so she's walked further and walked further, and she came home. And her mother is waiting on her. She's still no, no. She has this knife. She's going to, yeah, she's going to kill Carrie with it. I really should have thought of this better before I did this at the first episode. Um, this is hard. So yeah, Carrie kind of, she comes home, her mother's waiting on her um, and Carrie begs for forgiveness for everything she's done and the mother plays along for a bit and then she stabs Carrie in her shoulder and that that's the wounds that eventually that will eventually kill her. Um, and before the mother can actually do anything else, um, Carrie kind of starts using her powers to defend herself, and that ends up um, like she's she ends up slowing her mother's heartbeats. And eventually just until it stops. And then the mother is dead and Carrie's wounded and she's also afraid and she just she goes out of the house again and eventually ends up in a parking lot. And that's where her Sue finds her. Um, but before um, before that, and so um, while she's while Carrie is still on her way to that parking lot, I mean that that's not really she doesn't intend to go there, but. Before that happens, before Sue finds her, Carrie um, runs into Chris and Billy, um, and they they're in their car, and they Billy is kind of going to try and um, run over Carrie, but that doesn't happen, and they their car crashes crashes into a nearby building and then Carrie kind of 
tries to walk away, but she's tired and she has already lost a lot of blood, so it isn't really going that well. Um, and eventually she just goes, she just lies down in, uh, in a parking lot and Sue finds her dying there and she's there at the moment that Carrie really just, yeah, that, that it happens, that Carrie just stops breathing that. So Sue finds Carrie in the parking lot and she's there at the moment that Carrie dies. And that's, both of them are really panicking at that moment. And it, it's strange, but... And then that's the end of the second part of the story. Then the third part is just what happens after. We have Carrie's death certificate and then we have newspaper articles um, that describe that the town is destroyed for the most part and that many people have already left the town to, and to live somewhere else um, and that yeah it's basically becoming a ghost town and then there's um Mrs. Jordan, the gym teacher and uh, the principal, they both um, quit their job because they feel like they could have stopped what happened. Last, the last page of the book is a letter from someone um, to her sister about um, her baby, her toddler actually. and. Um, the toddler actually um, kind of shows signs of having the same powers as Carrie. And then there it stops. So that's the end of the story. And as far as I know, there hasn't been anything else added to that. So it just, that letter story ends. No follow-up. So that was um, the... Well, I call it the in-depth discussion of the book, but I don't feel like I've really gone in-depth. But although I think I've, I have like 50 minutes of material now, really just describing the plot, but I don't know. I feel like I'm going to do this difference in the future, um, but for now, that's it. Um, now, um, what I liked about the book, personally, is like the supernatural powers and those elements. Um, because that are, that's kind of you know, the supernatural powers and all that's a thing I really like in books like when there's magic when there, or any other kind of like psychic ability like here the telekinesis the, the telekinesis <laughs> I'm sorry um, 
or anything like that. Um, that's something I like in books. But that's a personal thing. Just having those supernatural elements in there is something I already always like in books. I also liked having multiple point of view points of view, multiple perspectives and that it felt like yeah, someone really made a yeah, someone researched what happened there and just wrote it down. That's that's it's confused me sometimes that we just jump back and forth but it's something original and it, it's not something many books do um, or many that I've read so that that was nice as a yeah, having something different treat but of course this is the the first novel uh, Stephen King had uh, published so his style has really um it's it has evolved it changed a bit so yeah but I, I liked this and so then the um the things I liked less um yeah the that there are many unhealthy and abusive relationships and elements in the book and I know it's something that it happens in real life but there was a lot of that in here and it felt too much at some point but it fits into the story um, unfortunately and yeah, the bullying and the abuse that that also was something. It's but just because I really yeah, it, it sometimes just make me makes me feel a bit ill or yeah. So so one thing that really confused me sometimes was the jumping back and forth in time like in the end of the second part where you have Carrie's um, Carrie's perspective on everything that's really they jump back to like they, they jump back to a point that happens like 50 pages before that so it's that that confused me sometimes and so and and the um sometimes like the excerpts of other things like the fictional excerpts that's in there and the those sometimes just confuse me too because you have the story and then you suddenly you have something entirely else and then just go back to the story and it's 
it took me a while to get used to this. But it's it's something unique in the book. So It, it just took me a while to get used to the jumping back and forth, but I wouldn't have done it like this. But of course, it's not my book. And also, you notice that this book wasn't written right now, at this moment. It's really something that there's things in there that really show that the book was written in a different time. It's, I think, it's 50 years old now. So, yeah. There, a lot of things have changed since the book came out. And you really notice that it's a different time in the book itself. But it makes sense when you consider that it's set when and, and it's that it's set at the moment it's published, kind of. <laughs> and then uh, something extra. So the book Carrie has been made into. Um, multiple movies. So you have one uh, a movie in nineteen seventy five. Have a TV remake um, in two thousand two. I have the other just the remake um, in two thousand thirteen. And then you have another one. In I think there there was like a a sequel. In the 90s, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but I I can't really talk about that a lot. Because I've only seen the most recent adaptation. But it's, it's really different from the book. So if you've seen the movies and then read the book, it's, there are differences. I think the the most important part of a story is in the books. It isn't not in, in the books. Uh, I think the most important part of the story is in the movies. But again, I have only seen one and then little pieces of the others. So that's it for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to me talking about this book um, as far as you can, of course. Um, let me know what you thought about it. Let, let me know whether you've read it or not. Um, what you thought about the book itself and about this episode. Um, And uh, for those listening to this around Halloween time, like when the episode comes out, happy Halloween. And of course, if you just don't pay attention to this, to like Halloween, if 
if it's just something that happens and you don't participate in any of that, have a nice day. If you're listening to this on any other day, also just have a nice day. And I'm rambling. Uh, anyway, if you want to find uh, the podcast on social media, we have a, an Instagram account and a Facebook page. And on Instagram, it's at Just Another Bookish Podcast. On Facebook, it's in four words, Just Another Bookish Podcast. And the first letter of every word is a capital letter. Um, we have an email address. Um, just another bookish podcast at gmail.com um, and you can find it in the um, description of the podcast um, we also um, there's also a Goodreads account of the podcast and I'll be uploading all my reviews of all the books that um, that I discuss in the podcast on there with a link to the podcast. So if you've found the podcast through that, let me know. I, yeah, I'm really wondering how people will find this podcast. Um, all right. So um, if you just want to say hi, if you want to. Tell me what you thought about the book that I've discussed in the podcast. If you want to suggest a book, just email me, leave a comment uh, on the Facebook or Instagram post um, or on Goodreads. You can just go there. Um, I am planning to respond to all reactions, but... I'm not sure whether I will be able able to <laughs> if if there's many. But book suggestions are always welcome. Um you can if you just want to talk about books, do so. Please. And uh, let me know which books you would like to have me discuss on the podcast. Have a nice day and um, keep reading uh, and you'll hear from me again in the next episode.